The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone is the former Chief Justice for the Supreme Court in North Carolina, running for the United States Senate, Sherry Beasley. Good morning. Happy Good Monday. Good morning, Zerlina. It's um, great to have you on, and I have so many questions um, for you, first of which is just getting your reaction to the Senate, um, the ability of the Senate to get something accomplished. Um, Over the weekend, there was a voterama. The Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act, um, and notably, both senators from the state of North Carolina, both Republicans currently, voted against it. Uh, How are you processing one, that Republicans, all Republicans, voted against this bill. And, and what, do, what benefits do you see in the bill to the people in North Carolina? Well, I am disappointed that North Carolina Senators uh, Burr and Tillis voted against this legislation, which shows that they are hugely out of touch with what people here in North Carolina want and need. And this legislation is incredibly impactful. I've been talking a lot with people across the state, but my I fully have supported Medicare uh, negotiating drug prices and, and capping the cost of insulin at $35 a month. It just will make a world of difference for so many uh, people in the state. Uh, we have about 1.3 uh, million people in North Carolina who have diabetes, but but the but the health concerns here are 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 vast, and we actually spend among the highest of states in in healthcare and prescription drug costs. And so, this this uh, legislation means a lot for people here. Certainly, the climate change um, pieces do as well, uh, as we think about the, the crisis and what it means uh, for people here in the state, but also the good paying jobs it will bring. So it's, it's disappointing and disheartening that we have senators who are just out of touch and out of step with what people here in North Carolina need, but I'm so very thankful that this legislation, that this uh, reconciliation, uh, was successful in the Senate. I mean, one of the things people have to recognize is the state you, you're running in, North Carolina, is very purple. It's it's one that has been blue. It has been red. Um, and I always like to remind people that President Obama, this is an often cited statistic from um, former First Lady Michelle Obama. I did not. It's not one of those ones that I just remember because I'm smart. Um, Michelle Obama told me this, which is that in 2008, Barack Obama won North Carolina by two vote, an average of two votes per precinct. Um, so. Can you can you talk about how North Carolina is purple and how perhaps, um, you know, with a result like we saw with the Inflation Reduction Act and both Republican senators voting against it, that maybe it is time for North Carolina to consider 
uh, electing somebody different um, who can address some of these really, really important issues. You mentioned climate, and I can't think of an issue that's more important than that because it's related to all so many of the issues we're currently experiencing, whether that be COVID or flooding in Kentucky, um, so many things. So talk about why um, North Carolina is not as red as people might assume. Well, and frankly, the issues around uh, being able to afford your prescription drugs uh, is not a partisan issue, right? I mean, people need to be able to afford uh, their prescription drugs. Um, We live in a state where the hurricane season gets longer every year, where we are experiencing drought and flooding and where the sea level is rising. And so the climate crisis is real. We know that Republican farmers are seeing the impact of the crisis um, and it's impacting their livelihoods. And so these issues really are not partisan. This is what's best for North Carolinians. And so it is unfortunately very unfortunate that our senators are completely out of step with that. But, you know, this state, uh, we have a Democratic governor now. Uh, we had we elected uh, Senator Kay Hagan. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and the 2020 uh, U.S. Senate election, you know, we had a really uh, viable chance of being successful in that election until close to the end. And so... And I, you know, in, in, in North Carolina, judges are elected in statewide contested races. I've had two successful statewide contested races here. And so uh, it is more than possible. Uh, and really being responsive is what people want. We have two senators who are out of touch. And, and they want to know that the next senator who represents the state of North Carolina is in touch. And understands that we have great concerns here. Is going to listen and lift those concerns to the Senate floor. But I have been very forthcoming. My ads uh, indicate that I've supported Medicare um, negotiating these drug prices. Mm-hmm. And so we are in a really great place in being responsive to uh, people all across the state, uh, from the mountains to the coast, mm-hmm. have great concerns about, about making sure that our senators are responsive, and it's just not happening here in the state. And I'm running to make sure that uh, we are... At a place where uh, we're not uh, bound by the rules of Washington, like my opponent is, uh, who is an insider, and we're really being responsive and and addressing uh, costs, rising costs, and 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 making sure that we have a strong economy. It's it's so important. I mean, one of the things that I I think a lot about is in in terms of representation uh, in the United States Senate um, is the need for the full spectrum of representation because there's so many pressing issues as you listed out a few um, that need to be addressed urgently you were the first african-american woman to serve as chief justice of the north carolina supreme court Um, how does your experience as chief justice um, how, how do you bring that experience how would you bring that experience to your role as united states senator should you win and how do you think it is relevant um, to to governing um, and and representing your constituents because it feels to me like having somebody who has been a judge is is going to be helpful in the U.S. Senate <laughs> that deals with so many different issues whether that be criminal justice issues and, and legal issues but but it feels like that perspective is missing. <laughs> 
for nearly 30 years as a public defender and judge and chief justice of the Supreme Court. And I been in court almost every day and fully understand and appreciate uh, the rule of law. And I have worked very hard to uphold the constitution and to make sure that laws are applied equally to all people. And, and I certainly fully understand uh, that respect for the rule of law is, is a transferable uh, uh, piece of my experience. But also as Chief Justice, I not only led the Supreme Court, I led the entire judicial branch of government. And so it, it was important to make sure that I was making decisions about how to make us better. You know, I worked hard to fight the school to prison pipeline uh, with programming that would keep children in the classroom and not our courtrooms. Uh, I implemented a paid family leave policy. It was the first ever for the judicial branch uh, to make sure that employees could balance work and family and, and also worked hard to address human trafficking, um, supporting victims and, and holding traffickers accountable, but really implementing a, a lot of, of opportunities to make sure that people could be successful with their families and that we were indeed uh, upholding a just system. And, and it is important. I mean, it's that kind of justice is important in the Senate uh, and upholding the Constitution and, and not uh, relegating it to some piece of paper, but really understanding the rights behind the words uh, is deeply important. And we're certainly seeing that, uh, not just by the decisions of the Senate, but also by the decisions of, of the court, the Supreme Court that's been legislating, unfortunately. I feel like so many of these issues, people are now finally understanding how they're connected, how they're interconnected. Um, and as you explain why um, representing this rep this type of representation is important, especially in in a institution like the Senate. Um, over the weekend, Indiana became the very first state to implement a basically full out ban on abortion with very limited um, exceptions. Um, North Carolina is a pretty conservative state, although um, not, I guess, by comparison now, post Dobbs decision, maybe not number one or two or three on the list of, of these states that are um, passing all out bans. But your opponent in this race, Ted Budd, he is supportive of an all out ban. Can you talk a bit about why um, there is a very, very obvious contrast between you and your opponent and when it comes to bodily autonomy, um, you know, because let's be clear, if the Republicans gain the majority in the Senate or the House, um, they are going to pass a federal ban. That's they've already said <laughs> they're going to do that. They want to do that. Um, and Ted Budd would be a vote for that. So talk a bit about um, the post Dobbs um, reality for the people in North Carolina um, and why you think it's so important to stand in the void to protect uh, people's right to reproductive choices. You know, I, I think the Kansas vote shows just how completely out of touch uh, these politicians are uh, because the majority of North Carolinians and the majority of Americans want to protect the freedom uh, to make these decisions. And you're right, my opponent does not. He is, support, is supportive of a complete ban on abortion, even in the cases of rape, incest, or risk to a mother's health. And, you know, as a former judge and chief justice, 
I know that Roe determined nearly 50 years ago that we had a constitutional right uh, to make decisions around abortion and reproductive uh, decisions for our families. And, you know, in the Senate, I just will not hesitate to vote to protect our rights. It is the right thing to do. Um, and, and you're right that my opponent, uh, Congressman Ted Budd, uh, will work very hard to take this uh, protected right away. So I, I'm going to work very hard in the Senate and will fight to protect our freedoms and uphold the law like I've always done uh, as, as a judge. Uh, but this the message is clear. Republicans have been very clear of their intentions. And, and unfortunately, I think the U.S. Supreme Court has been also very clear. So we can't say we didn't know. We have a clear forecast of the intentions of a court uh, that is legislating uh, and of, of Republicans who wish to deny us um, of our constitutionally protected rights. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a it's just a precarious moment in American history, um, but it's important to understand that there is a clear contrast in choices um, for the people that live in the state of North Carolina. Another topic I, I wanted to talk to you about is, as I mentioned, you are the first black woman to serve as chief justice, um, but there are no black women in the Senate <laughs> right now. Uh, there are actually two black men in the Senate, which is... That's actually a really big moment. Um, but when Kamala Harris became the vice president, then there were no black women in the Senate anymore. And it felt like very disappointing. Um, what what do you think about the importance of that type of representation um, in the United States Senate, especially given American history? Um, and, you know, how how do you think your lived experience as a black woman um, can inform better policy making as a senator. And, and Zelina, I too sometimes forget that there are actually three at black men. Um, oh, three black men. I'm sorry, Tim Scott. I'm sorry. I just deleted Tim Scott. I just blocked it out. I, I apologize. No, I. But but your point uh, is very well taken. Um, uh, because representation really does matter, and. And it matters that uh, there are African-American women in the Senate who bring their experiences, uh, who bring their talents, uh, and who are who bring a very different voice, a, a much needed voice. And so I'm really excited about that opportunity. And while it is not the reason that I'm running, I certainly appreciate the value of that uh, contribution. And and I know that it is at, uh, important to change how the Senate looks as well as how the Senate works. Mm -hmm. And right now, the Senate just is not working for people here in North Carolina. So does that mean to reform or reformulate the filibuster? Do you think that that is necessary in order to make the Senate work better? Oh, for sure. Um, the, the Senate, the, the filibuster is a tool of gridlock that uh, hinders the passage of legislation that people here in North Carolina support and people across this country support. And, and as I'm traveling across the state, talking with people, they are so tired of Washington not working. They're tired of the stalemates and nobody is putting their lives on hold, waiting on Washington to do the work that we've elected them to do. So absolutely, the, the filibuster is one of the first things that has to go in, forward, in order for the, the Senate to be fully effective. I mean, it feels like, you know, if if things were working properly, you would certainly 
address many of these issues sooner um (laughs) um, one of them actually that i think a lot about that nobody really talks about anymore is the covid funding bill um that was never passed um is do, do you think that in order for the senate to work or at least in order for us as americans to think the senate is working it actually needs to be addressing issues i mean we're in the middle of a multiple year pandemic once in a lifetime pandemic and the senate is so incapable of functioning they can't even pass half of the spending bill to invest in vaccines that we are going to need guaranteed by the winter i mean can you just speak to the fact that the american people have tried to be resilient throughout the pandemic but our senate um it's just not picking up the slack. It's not, it's not um, filling the void where we need them to, when it comes to climate change, but also just in the immediate, the pandemic funding. You know, this has been a tough time for a lot of people here in North Carolina. And um, you're right. We have to do more and the Senate has to do more and, and the Senate has to work. Uh, And and I think so often people give up on the institution because they don't believe it's working. And so we're traveling across the state to let people know, oh, no, no, no. These, this legislation, the legislation that's passed by the Senate really has to be grounded in humanity. It has to be people driven. It has Mm -hmm. to be about people and uh, affecting and, and bringing change to our lives. The people in the forest points in North Carolina, Murphy, North Carolina, which is uh, on the border of Tennessee, need to know that the Senate is working for them and that their Mm -hmm. senator is working for them. They need to feel that in their everyday lives. And I think so many people are just so disenchanted. But we're letting people here in the state know that they really do have a choice, that they can choose someone who does not choose them, who at every turn uh, supports corporate interests. He's taken hundred, he's taken thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in corporate PAC money, uh, and he has voted in favor of corporations and special interests at every turn he has the opportunity, or himself, and, mm-hmm. and he does not vote in favor of the people of the state. Or we can have someone who is experienced and respects the rule of law and has upheld the Constitution for her entire years of service, Uh, someone who understands that these elections are people powered and the work of the Senate has to be people powered. Um, And and to have someone who's really going to be the voice um, and and be transparent in her dealings, as someone who will stand for what's right, uh, who will call out what's wrong and who will lead courageously. And that's fully my commitment to the people of this great state. I mean, it, it, it's important for people to understand we're talking about the state of North Carolina. We're not talking about even the state of Tennessee. <laughs> we're, we're talking about, um, as you said, bordering North Carolina. We're talking about um, very purple state, a state that has gone blue. Um, President Obama won North Carolina in 2008 um, by an average of two votes per precinct. That is my favorite statistic as to why every single vote matters. And, you know, um, don't think that your vote does not matter. It's absolutely a flippable seat. When you think about the Dobbs decision, um, you know, we're a couple months out from the midterm elections, but I feel like the dynamics of the race, um, your race, every race um, has changed since the Dobbs decision, mainly because there are a lot of angry people, women, young women in particular, um, who have lived 
not knowing a world without the right to bodily autonomy. Can you talk about, you know, how your campaign and how Democrats can message around the issue of choice a couple months out from a midterm election where they're the majority of the American people that's borne out through Kansas results. The majority of American people support the right to choose and are very angry about what the Supreme Court did. Well, I think you're right. I've spoken with so many women in this state and people in this state who are upset. I spoke with a grandfather just a couple nights ago who's upset and very concerned about the health of his granddaughters. Um, and so we know that people are experiencing fear and concern about the, the court's decision. And, uh, and, and it is popular uh, for uh, there to be a real sentiment uh, for support for reproductive freedoms. And uh, and uh, and the outrage that people are experiencing here in this state will move people off of the sideline. It will help people to understand the magnitude of this election and yes, why their vote really does matter. Uh, and they will understand what's at stake. And it could not be clearer. And and so it's so important for people to yes, understand that their vote really does matter. Um, and that we're we're working hard, yes, for the moment, but this is also about making sure that the next generation uh, has not fewer constitutionally protected rights than we do, but certainly at least the very same. So this is a critical moment and I, I encourage everyone to be engaged. And if they'd like to know more about my um, election and my campaign, I hope they will go to sherrybeasley.com. Thank you so much, um, Judge Sherry Beasley, former uh, ju uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, North Carolina, running for Senate in the state of North Carolina. And as I said, President Obama won North Carolina by two votes per precinct. It is a purple state, everybody. Um, and it is a flippable seat uh, for the Democrats. So it's been great to have you on to discuss so many of these important issues, including the Inflation Reduction, Reduction Act um, that just passed. Thank you, Judge Beasley, for being here this morning. Stay safe. And Thank you, Zulina. We'll have you back as many times as you'll, you'll come back um, before the election day. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.